Okay, praise the Lord. We're good. Oh, I want us to start again here in, uh, we're going to go uh, back to Genesis. Oh, now remember, before, before, we, before we go any further, this is, and you'll see it today, this is a chronological line. I mean, it, I mean it's, just, it's just from history from point one all the way to, to the end here. And I want to remind you that uh, the book of Revelation is not a mysterious book. I read it in the Living Bible probably four times this week. It's so fat. It's so short. You'll realize when you sit down and start to read it, all of a sudden the phone will ring. Or when you sit down and start to read it, you'll think of something. You should really suspect what's going on there. Why is it that I can't read 18 verses? The first part of Revelation 1 says, if you read this, you're blessed. I'm telling you, man, we've got forces of darkness out there. We know we're not bashful. We're not scared. We understand stupid devil out there. And there's all kinds of distractions out there. It's not like you just make up your own distractions. Play with it and you'll see. Just try to tell yourself, I'm going to read the book of Revelation. And you're going to find it. You will never read it. You're like, what is going on with me? How come I can't read it? You know, you'll read it. Just set your mind to it and just say, I'm, not going, to let, I'm going to listen to what the Lord said. Remember the one that wrote that was the guy that wrote John 3.16. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That's the one that wrote John. John wrote that. But anyway. Okay, so timeline, beginning to end. All right, now let's go back here to the, uh, the book of Genesis here. And we know this is a complete timeline, obviously. you got creation, they just keep clicking along. By the sixth chapter, you got a flood. Okay, then about uh, ten generations later, you've got Abraham, who shows up in the twelfth chapter. But we're going to skip all the way down from Abraham. His son is Isaac. You skip down there, we're going to go, let's go, let's try about 32 here. Let's see where I'm at. Oh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, this is Jacob. He went. Remember, he left. He left home to uh, to go get uh, to go get a wife, and he wound up uh, having to stay there. Now, remember, he had two wives. One had pretty eyes, and one had altogether shapely. That was Rachel. You know, whatever. Okay. Anyway, but, but now Rachel couldn't have any kids. But Jacob's in love with her. But anyway, he's also married to Leah. But anyway, this is where all the twelve children of Israel came from. It's, it's his twelve sons. Okay, but anyway, so we quit last week, and every one of these kids' names was, was made after uh, this competition that uh, these two sisters had between each other about having kids. So when you hear the verse, uh, you hear the phrase, children of Israel, just remember, everyone knows, like, Reuben and Naphtali and these other names. It was made after, I'm ahead of my sister having another kid, you know. And remember, Rachel finally had a son, and she named him what? She named him Joseph, with, which meant what? Let me have another. <laughs> I mean, God. So this is just real life. See, look at that. She named him Isker. This here's Isker because for God said he's repaid me for giving my, no, for he repaid me for giving me, giving my slave girl to my husband. Now she did that on purpose, but it looked like she wasn't going to have any kids anymore. And so she's thinking, well, I've had four sons and now I don't have any more, but my slave girl had two. And she prays and all of a sudden she has another one. And that's why she called him, what's it called? Uh, Isker. And we hear we named this whoever the Isker, and had no idea that that boy's name was Isker because the mama was so happy she had a fifth son. Wow, wow. Okay, now so here we go. Now watch this. Now, now these sisters are just sisters. They 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 love each other, but you know they. Okay, uh, look at that. There she goes. There's Rachel. You know, look at that. He answered her prayers. He gave her a child. Lord's going to answer Max's prayers and get his car from breaking on the engine. And uh, oh, whoever the other guy is here, Aaron, I'm, kidding, I'm teasing. He's going to sell his car. We're not going to come here to church and go, God, when is this black car ever going to be sold? It's going to get sold. 
We're stuck with it. Now, so don't forget. Somebody remind us next week and go, hey, where's that black car at? Okay, well, all right, either that or God falls off his throne and that ain't going to happen. All right, look at this. So soon after the birth of Joseph, Rachel, uh, uh, Jacob said, yeah, here we go. Soon after the birth of Joseph to Rachel, his name was Joe. Okay, here we're in Genesis 30. Jacob, remember, he ain't home. He's not in the promised land. He left the promised land because his brother Esau was going to kill him, you know. Remember that story, the birthright? He sold his, he sold, uh, anyway, Jacob, uh, yeah, Jacob, Jacob was cooking dinner one day and, and whatever, what's the brother's name? Esau comes in and goes, man, I'm hungry, man. Give me some of that red stuff. And that's where the word, that's where Edom comes from, means red stuff. You see that later in the scripture, the Edomites. The red stuffites. <laughs> and anyway, he said, and so Jacob said, give me your birthright, and I'll let you have some of this cool stew. And, and the idiot Esau goes, well, what good's a birthright when a man's hungry? And so he said, yeah, you can have it. And so he gave him some stew. Jacob had it. And then later on, Jacob dresses up like his brother because his mama told him to, had goat's hair on him and everything. And he went in there and told his dad, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm Esau. I remember Isaac was where are you? Is that you, my son? <laughs> you, you feel like my son Esau, but you sound like Jacob. <laughs> you know? And he pulled him in and sniffed him. Mm, yeah, you smell like a wild animal. You must be Esau. And so he blessed him. Okay. Anyway, boy, but anyway, latter, the latter part of that chapter, Esau was so mad. But remember, his mom put him up to that. Okay, anyway. So anyway, now he's going to come back home. Jacob said to Laban, that's his, you know who that is? That's actually Rebecca. That's his mom's brother, okay? And now they live, like, from Huntsville, they live probably, like, in Arkansas somewhere, way out there somewhere. I want to go back home. Let me take my wives and children, for I've earned them from you, and, and be gone. For you know, my, you know how my family, uh, no, for you know how fully I have paid for them with my service to them. He's been here 18 years, okay? Uh, oh, please don't leave, Laban said. For a fortune teller, a fortune teller, that I consulted. See, you got to remember, everybody was not going to church. You know, there was no church. Jacob wasn't going to church. He was talking to the Lord on his own. All right, but anyway, watch what happens. So his uncle says, "Well, uh, I consulted this fortune teller, and they told me that the many blessings I've been enjoying here because you being here. Hello, see, wherever you land, there's supposed to be blessings. All people are affected. I know wherever Dustin goes, man, the place is just booming. You know." Wherever Mel is, it's just booming. Wherever Bob is, everybody I've talked to in here, you know, it's like, what's going on? And I knew, you know, the guy that replaced me, the guy that replaced me at work, he's a young fellow from Hawaii, and he said, Richard, God, you, you did so much. You did, I don't know how they can do without you. But I said, ah, praise the Lord, piece of cake. Anyway, Jacob replied, you know how faithfully I've served you for these many years, and how many, how, look at this, how your flocks and herds have grown. Well, yeah, if it's a Lord's will. Now, you need to throw that out the window. It is the Lord's will. In the book of Genesis, it is the Lord's will. Jesus picked up on it. It is the Lord's will. Because Jesus was here. Who was doing this? Jesus was doing all this. Watch that. For indeed you have, uh, excuse, for, oh, I was going to say this is where that great, it's a part of that great point here. For it was a little, for it was little indeed you had before I came. Look at that. And your wealth has increased enormously. Richard, aren't you scared? You don't have a job. I how could I? I would be mocking this for me to go home and be afraid. I'd be like, yeah, I really believe, I, oh, I, I believe Jesus take me to heaven, but I'm so scared about my finances. Somebody needs to slap me silly. I mean, Jesus is either here or he's not, okay? And he is. 
Yeah, but Richard, I was taught, you know, you, you, you're given a head, you know, you're supposed to... Man, the disciples left everything to follow Jesus. And there was only 12 of them. Now, a bunch of others did, but I'm just saying there was just 12 of them, but they left it all. Jesus took care of them. Okay. Well, okay, here we go. Jehovah has blessed you from every, Jehovah has blessed you from you from everything I do. Look at him. Because of me. <laughs> he did it. Yeah, buddy. But now what about me? See, look at him fight back. When should I provide for my old family? My own family? Well, what wages do you want? Laban asked. Jacob replied, If you'll do one thing, I'll go back to work for you. Oh, he's gonna cut a deal here. Let me walk out among your flocks today. Now watch closely so we don't lose any time. Watch this. And I'll remove all the goats that are, here's the point, speckled and spotted. Okay, the, whatever it is, the Chick-fil-A cows. Okay, got them? Okay. Give them to me as my wages. Then if you ever find a white goat or sheep in my flock, you will know that I've stolen it from you. So in other words, keep the solid colors. They belong to somebody else. All right, Laban said. It shall be as you've said. Now, you know what's going to happen? Now, Jacob is now divided from Laban over here, so where's the blessing going to be? It's going to be all over Jacob. And Laban's going to get mad, so they're going to switch colors. Okay, we're going to you know, be like Alabama deciding we want to go orange and blue. Okay, I'm kidding. All right, here we go. So that very day, Laban went out and formed a flock for Jacob of all the male goats that were ringed and spotted and females that were speckled and spotted, any white patches of the, and all the black sheep. He gave them to Jacob's sons. Remember, he had 12, well, he's got 11 sons at this point. Uh, take him three days distance. Jacob stayed to care for the Laban's flock. Then Jacob took fresh shoots from poplar, almond, sycamore trees, peeled white streaks in them, and he placed these rods besides the watering trough so that Laban's flock would see them when they came to drink, for that's when they made it. Okay, so the flocks made it with the white streaks. Okay, all right, here's what's going on. Raising cows here. And their offspring were streaked and spotted, and Jacob added them to his flock. Then he divided the ewes, you know, little lambs, from Laban's flock and segregated them from the rams and let them mate only with Jacob's black rams. Thus he built his flock from Laban's. Moreover, he watched uh, the stronger animals to mate and placed the peeled branches before them, uh, but didn't with the feebler ones. So the less healthy lambs were Laban's and the stronger ones were Jacob. As a result, Jacob's flocks increased rapidly and he became very wealthy with many servants, camels, donkeys. Wow. Okay. He just doubled up, didn't he? Okay, next chapter. You don't quit and read this next summer. Okay, no. But Jacob learned that Laban's sons were grumbling. Now, remember, Jacob's got 12 sons. Well, he's got 11 at this time. Oh, Laban's sons are grumbling. Look what he says. He, owns, he owes everything to our father. All his wealth is our, at our father's expense. Now, remember, Jacob went down there with nothing. Didn't have a wife. He's going to say later, I went down there with just a shepherd's rod. And now he's huge. Soon Jacob noticed a considerable cooling in Laban's attitude toward him. Kind of like, okay, all right now. All right, so <laughs> verse 3. Jo excuse me, Jehovah now spoke to Jacob and told him, return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. Wow. Same thing you and I have. I remember Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So one day, look at this. He's, these are his two wives. So one day, Jacob sent for Rachel and Leah to come over to them in the field where he was with his flocks. And to talk things over with him. Your father's turned against me. Watch what they said. And now the God of my fathers has come and spoken to me. You know how hard I've worked for your father, but he's completely been unscrupulous and broken his wage contract with me again and again and again. That's why it's so great to read the Bible. Isn't it great? If somebody is messing with you financially, Jesus will fix it for you. Look at this. 
But God is not permitted to do me any harm. Look at that. Wow. For he, for he said, uh, for if he said the speckled animals will be mine, that all the flock produced speckled. And when he changed it and said I could have the streaked one, all the lambs were streaked. So in other words, uh, you know, he told his uncle, I'll take the black ones. And then he noticed all the black ones get huge. And so his uncle says, no, the black ones are mine. You take the white ones. Well, okay, then now the white ones are going out the roof, you know. Anyway, uh, next verse here. Now he, remember, he's talking to his two wives. He's saying, look, I'm getting gypped here. In this way, God's made me wealthy at your father's expense. Okay, at the mating season, look at this. He said, I had a dream and saw that the he-goats mating with the flocks were streaked, speckle-spotted. Then in my dream, the angel of God called me and told me I should mate the white females with streaked. Yeah, look at this. You know, God gives you information about your life. Praise the Lord. You should expect that. I mean, that light switch. I was walking around the house all of a sudden. Hey, I did that wrong. Went out there and found out, oh, I had the wiring wrong. And I thought, Praise the Lord. Okay. For I've seen all Laban has done to you, the angel said. I, uh, I am the God that met you at Bethel. Remember that? House of God. That ladder went up into heaven. And he was sleeping on the rock the very night he left home. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see. The place where you anointed the pillar made a vow to serve me. What was in that vow? He said, Lord, if you'll protect me, bring me safely back home. I'll give you 10%. Remember that? I'll give you 10% of everything I make. He has got a whopping load now. And Jacob was serious. I'm going to give you 10%. Okay. Look at this. Rachel and Leah, they heard this. They, see, they saw it all. That's fine with us. Look what they said. They ain't nothing. I mean, daddy's turned on us too. Look what they said. They said, there's nothing left here for us, for our father's wealth. Uh, for none of our father's wealth will come to us anyway. He's reduced, look at this, he's reduced our rights to those of foreign women. He sold us, and what he received from us has disappeared. All right, the riches God has given you from our father were legally ours and our children's to begin with. So go ahead, do whatever God told you to do. Wow. So here they go. They're going to sneak out of Dodge. So one day, while Laban was shearing sheep, Jacob set his wives and sons on donkeys. Remember, he's got to have a lot of them because he's got, he not only has two wives, he's got a couple of slave women too, you know, daughters, whatever, wives. So you got four donkeys there and you got 12 sons, 11. The other one's not born yet. Joseph, uh, Benjamin's not born yet. A lot of them. Then you got all these flocks. Okay. And they fled telling Laban, no, without telling their uncle or the the girl's dad. He drove the flocks before him, Jacob's flocks he had gotten there at Pat and Aram, and took everything he owned and started out to return uh, to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. Okay. So he fled with all his possessions. Now look at this. Now remember I told you, these guys, these these people didn't go to church, so quit looking for some magical thing how everybody was perfect. No, they're not perfect. Uh-huh. Okay. Rachel stole one of her father's household gods. <gasps> oh, my God. She thought this was the thing to do. Remember, we already have a little bit of her activity. She was screaming at her husband, give me a kid or I'm going to die. <laughs> Does that sound like a woman of prayer, you know? No, it didn't sound like it. But when she did have a child, she told, she thanked the Lord and said, she named him Joseph, saying, give me another. So that we're all learning. It's almost like we have societies. Bro- the Christian community is broken up into preachers and uh, the, the you know Christians or whatever. No, we're all on the same foot. Okay. So he fled with all his possessions, but Rachel stole one of her father's gods, took him with her. And he crossed the, they crossed the Euphrates River and headed toward the territory of Gilead. Man, that Euphrates River... That doesn't exist. Yes, it does. So we know where they were. Okay. 
Laban didn't learn about their flight for three days. Oh, then he got mad. Then taking several men with him, he set out in heart, heart, heart pursuit and caught up with them seven days later at Mount Gilead. That night, God appeared to Laban in a dream. Hey, wow. Now, we'll call Laban the bad guy, but look, look what God's doing. Watch out, buddy. That's exactly what it says. Watch out what you say to Jacob. He told him, don't, he don't, uh, don't give him your blessing and don't curse him. Laban finally caught up with Jacob as, as he was camped at the top of the ridge. Laban, meanwhile, camped below him in the mountains. What do you mean by sneaking off like this, Laban demanded. That guy was, you can fill in the blank. I could give a couple names here. He was a real donkey, shall we say. Are my daughter's prisoners captured in battle? Well, you should know, Daddy. You treated them that way. That you rushed off away like this? You didn't give me a chance to have a farewell party with singing in an orchestra and harp like he would have done that. Yeah. Why didn't you let me kiss my grandchildren and tell them goodbye? This is a strange way to act. Oh, really? Is it really? Now look what he boasts. I could crush you. Uh, but wait a minute. But the God of your fathers appeared to me last night. Told me don't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, then you ain't going to crush him then. Be careful not to be too hard on Jacob. See here, though, you feel you must go and, and, long, so, and, and long so intensely for your childhood home. Why have you stolen my, stolen my idols? Well, now, remember, Jacob didn't know. Oh, hey, yeah, my wife's got one of those cool-looking idols. He didn't know. Now, notice this. Jacob, he's mad. I sneaked away because I was afraid, Jacob answered. I said to myself, he'll take his daughters from me by force. But, you have, but as for your household idols, a curse on anyone who took them. Let him die. If you find a single thing we've stolen from I swear before all these men, I'll give it back without question. See, for Jacob didn't know Rachel had taken him. Okay, Laban went first to Jacob's tent to search there. Then he went into, uh, oh, let's see, whose tent did he go to? Yeah, he went into Jacob's house first. Then he went to Leah's house, tent, whatever, searched, the, and then he sent the two tents of the concubines. That's his other wives, okay. Uh, let's see, finally he went into Rachel's. Here we go, look at this. Rachel, remember, was the one who stole the idols. She stuffed them into her camel saddle and now was sitting on them. So although Laban searched the tents thoroughly, he didn't find him. Uh, forgive me for not getting up, Dad. You know I'm having my... Oh, God, Richard, please. We just... We never learn the Bible's a history book if we don't read it, you know. We oh, say stuff like that. Jonah, period. Wow. So Laban didn't find him. Now Jacob got mad. Oh, he's hot. I told you, leave me alone. And boy, he fires off here saying, look, you have been a jerk all these years. What's my crime? You've come rushing after me, though you were chasing the criminal. Search through everything now, uh, and put everything I uh, now put everything I stole out in front of us before your men and mine, and see uh, to decide who it is. Twenty years I've been with you. Wow! Now we got a time frame. Been there twenty years. All that time I cared for your ewes, your goats, and they produced healthy offspring. I never touched one of your rams for food. If they were attacked and killed by a wild animal, look at this. I did, did I show them to you and ask you to reduce the count? No, I took the loss. Wow. You made me pay for every animal stolen from the flock, whether I could help it or not. I worked through, boy, see, Jesus spouting off. Look at this. I worked through the scorching heat of the day, through the cold of the sleepless nights. Yes, 20 years, 14 of them to earn these daughters of yours, and six years to get the flock. And you've reduced my wages. Look at that. This guy's been a jerk. Reduced his wages 10 times. In fact, look what he says. See, because Jacob knew the Lord. Except for the grace of God and the God of my grandfather Abraham, even the glorious God of my dad Isaac, you know, you would have sent me off without a penny to my name. But God has seen your cruelty, my hard work, and that's why he appeared to you last night. 
Laban, you know, Laban's trying to deflect this. Well, these are my daughters. I need to give them a hug. I need to talk to my grandkids, and I want to say bye to them. These are my daughters and my children, and all these flocks that I have, all are mine. Oh, really? Oh, really? No, they're not. So how could I harm my own daughters and grandchildren? Come now, and we'll sign a peace pact. You and I will live by its terms. Well, Jacob, Jacob took a stone, set up a monument, told his men to gather stones, make a heap. And Jacob and Aben, they, uh, Laban, they ate together beside the rock pile, pile of rocks. They named it, look at that, the witness pile. Well, that can't be there. Well, yeah, it is, too. That's why they did it. In Laban's language, in Galilee, in Jacob's. This pile of stones will stand as a witness against us if either of us trespass across this line, Laban said. So it was called. Well, they changed the name again. Look at that. The Watchtower, Mizpah. For Laban said, May the Lord see to it that we keep this bargain when we are out of each other's sight. And if you are harsh to my daughters or take other wives, I won't know, but God will see it. This heap, Laban says, stands between us as a witness of our vows that I will not cross this line and attack you, and you will not cross it to attack me. I call upon the God of Abraham and Nahor and their father to destroy either one of us who does. Jacob took, Jacob, Jacob took the oath before my Almighty God, his father uh, Isaac, to respect the boundary line. All right. Jacob presented a sacrifice to God there at the top of the mountain, invited his companions to a feast. Okay, so they had a good night here. He spent the night with them. Laban was up early the next morning. He kissed his daughters and grandchildren, and he blessed them, and bye-bye, Laban. He's gone. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, returned home. We don't, go, we don't go to, you know, next year we read this. Look what happened. So, and we're going to stop right here, but watch this. Uh, it gets worse right here. It's like, well, now I know my, it's not a family problem that he wanted to kill me. <laughs> How many times we wanted to kill family members? You know? <laughs> you, know, you know, he's just like, oh my gosh. You know, all right, that got all resolved. But look at this. Now, before I get there, this has got to be fairy tales. No, let's go to the book of John just a moment before I read this next fantastic part. Uh, hello, where's John? There's John chapter 4. Remember the story about the woman at the well? Remember that story? Yep. Look at that well. Look at this. He went through Samaria at noon. He approached the city of, of Sychar. He came to... <gasps> that guy can't be a real guy. Yeah, it is. Jacob's well. Wow. Now, this is Jesus. He's sitting there, and he wants a drink out of Jacob's well. Now, look what this woman says. Remember, Jesus said, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking for me for living water, asking living water of me. She says, you don't have a rope, a bucket. This is a very deep well. Where are you going to get this living water? Besides, are you greater than our fake ancestor? Ain't no fake to it. Jacob. Wow. Let me show you another spot right here. Look at the book of Romans. I mean, Paul just wasted, you know, well, the scripture just wasted so much time here. The ninth chapter. Let's see. Let me jump in right here. Let's see. It'll be before this. There it is. Look at this. Oh... I see it right there when I'm looking for another part. But that'll work. Oh, yeah, there you go. Look at that. Verse 12. Well, get, get 11. God told her that Esau, the child born first, would be servant to Jacob. That's what the Lord told his mother, Rachel. I mean, Rebecca. Okay. Uh, his twin brother. In the words of the scriptures, look at this. I chose to bless Jacob, but not Esau. This is before they did any, any, any of them did any good or bad. God chose. Now, that's what you want to take out of here. God chose to bless Janet and Phil today. It's not, it has nothing to do with them. God chose to do that because of Jesus. And you're going to be blessed. So don't be thinking, oh, I made certain mistakes and whatever, and any of us. Uh-uh. He chose to bless you. 
He's going to take care of your problems. You made a mistake, he'll fix it. Now, let's go back to something great. Mr. David must have known something. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Uh, let's go. Let's look at 20 first. Psalm 20, look at this. In your day of trouble, may the Lord be with you. May the God of Jacob. Who's he? We're reading about it. Keep you, look at this, from all harm. This was written, I would say, probably some of the neighborhood, 600 years after, no, we got to add 400 to that, about 1,000 years after Jacob. Wow. You think it's still, okay, that puts us, oh, you think it still worked 2,000 years beyond that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, we're not done there. Look at this. Look at, let me keep clicking here, look at 46. These people are obsessed with this guy named Jacob. Look at this. God is our refuge and strength. And King James says a present help in time of trouble. Look at this. There is a river that flows. Oh, there's a river. Okay, look at this. Uh-oh, the commander of the armies of heaven is here among us. He, the God of Jacob, look how he describes it, has come to rescue us. That's the reason I'm silly to worry about my job situation. And you're silly to worry about anything else today. Oh, my gosh. We just If you got speckled sheep, then fine. If you got black sheep, you're going to have black. It doesn't matter. You got somebody treating you bad? doesn't matter. Uh, there's one more right here. Look at this. Look at this. The commander of the armies of heaven is here among us. He, the God of Jacob, has come to rescue us. Okay, now, boom, right back to where we were. Remember where we were? Let's see, 33? Here it is. Okay. So they started out again. The angels of God came to meet him. And when he saw them, he said, God lives here. And he named the place God's territory. Now, he just left his dad, or his stepdad. Uh, what do you call it? Father-in-law. Okay. Jacob sent out messengers uh, to his brother Esau and Edom in the land of Seir with this message. Hello from Jacob. Now remember, his brother hates him. Hates his guts. Last time they spoke. Remember, they're not doing no email or nothing. Jacob wanted to kill him. Remember, he said, as soon as mom and dad die, I'm going to kill him. And Jacob knew that. Anyway, so here we go. He sent a letter to him with this message. Hello from Jacob. Hey, hey brother. <laughs> We're okay, right? See, that's what he's doing here. Uh, let's see. Until, let's see, I have been living with Uncle Laban. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Laban. You, you know, good old uncle. <laughs> yeah. And now I own oxen, sheep, donkey, goats, and many servants, both men and women. I have sent these messengers to you. He's trying to appease him. That's what he's doing. And plus he's scared too. To inform you of my hoping that you will be friendly to us. Look at verse 6. What would you think if that was the reply? Read it. Look at it. The messengers returned with the news that Esau was on their way to meet Jacob with an army of 400 men. Oh, no. You know, it's about the way LSU thinks about the Alabama, Alabama <clears throat> LSU game. They, they, they're scared. Okay. <clears throat> it should be. Anyway, Jacob was frantic with fear. Look at that. He divided his house. He's just trying to do something. So he divides his group up. He put the flocks and herds and camels in one group, and he said, if Esau, Esau attacks on one group, maybe he'll, the other will, will spare them. Here comes what you do when you get in trouble. <gasps> oh, God, I'm going to pray. Oh God, of my, oh, God of Abraham, my grandfather, and my dad. Oh, Jehovah told me to return to the land where he's telling what you told me I could come back. You just told me the other night I could come back. I'm not, look at this, I'm not worthy of the least of your loving kindness you've shown me again and again as you promised me. Look at it. Ah, that's where it is. When I left home, I didn't even have a wallet. I had nothing. And here I am. And see, our stupid Alabama Bible Belt theology sometimes goes, yeah, you never know. I mean, you get all these blessings and all of a sudden, God jerks the rug out from underneath you. 
No, he doesn't. And don't tell me the book of Job either. The book of Job didn't last but six months to a year and a half. And he got it all back ten times. And Job was the king of the whiners in the middle of it. He could have had it back quicker than that, but he got the whining. Okay, read it for yourself. Anyway, oh Lord, look at this. Look what he says. Oh Lord, now we, oh, let me help you. Let me help you. Jacob, we're on God's timing here. You don't pray this way. There's people in Africa that need the Lord. <laughs> Jacob would say, forget the ones in Africa, man. I'm scared for my life. Look what he says. Oh Lord, please deliver me from the destructive hand of my brother Esau. For I'm frightened, terribly afraid that he's coming to kill me. And these mothers, uh, me and these mothers and my children. Boy, he was scared. Now Dustin is a wrestler in here. And some of you guys may have been wrestlers here. But watch what happens here. And you can't get this off your mind. You're scared. But you promised to do me good. Multiply my descendants until they became sands on the shore. Too many to count. Jacob stayed there for the night and prepared a present for his brother Esau. Now he starts counting. I'm going to give you this, give me this, give me this. So big old long list. We won't go through that. Look at all that. He instructed his servants to drive them out ahead, each group of animals by itself, separated by distance. He told the men driving the first group when they saw Esau, hey, where are you going? Whose servants are you? Whose animals are They should reply, they belong to your servant. <laughs> now he's saying, I'm not just Melody, Dustin's sister. I'm, I'm your servant, Dustin Melody. <laughs> I mean, you can see the fear he's got going here, you know. I'm your servant, Jacob. There to present a, ma- a, ma- a present to Master uh, Esau. He's coming right behind us. Jacob gave special instructions to each driver with a message. Jacob's strategy was to appease Esau with the presence before meeting him face to face. Perhaps Jacob hoped he'll be friendly to us. So the presents were sent on ahead, and Jacob spent the night at the camp. Now, all right. Remember, we just said that we just the commander of the chief of the armies of the God of Jacob. Rescue us. This is where all that's, it's where they get that from. Because this is going to be a mighty rescue. Okay, watch this. I mean, nobody's going to lose their life at all. Not, anyway, so anyway, so during the night, he got up and his two wives and his two concubines, his 11 sons, and sent them across the Jordan River. Hey, Jordan River. Yeah. John the Baptist, where they baptized, all that good stuff. Years later. Then he returned again to the camp and was there alone. Now look at this. Now he says later, it's the Lord. So we now we know. There's a capital M. This is Jesus. You know, Jesus will get your mind off your problems quicker than anything in this world. <laughs> I mean, you'll sit there and you'll laugh at your unbelief. You'll go, ah, how stupid. Same thing Peter did when he was walking on the water. All of a sudden, I can't do this. And he starts drowning, you know. And all of a sudden, Jesus saves him. He says, Lord, save me. And the Lord tells him, why'd you doubt? So Peter, yeah. i got to quit thinking you can't help me. All right, here we go. He was alone. A man wrestled with him until dark. I mean, until dawn. I mean, when you're wrestling, it's not like, well, I hate you. They were having a good time. Meantime, Jacob's not worried. Remember, he had separated everybody. Now watch this. When the man saw that he couldn't win the match, you mean Jesus, well, come on. Jacob wasn't no slacker, you know. Jesus is real. He eats fish, food, whatever. He was actually here. Handle me. Spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. And you have no idea. I bet you Jesus wrestled with his 12 disciples. All of a sudden, turn the table over one time. They go, ah, they all piled in and probably had a big time. Anyway, the man said, let me go for it's dawn. Oh, wait, oh, excuse me. So he touched Jacob's hip and knocked it out of joint. Now, this is interesting because the Jews are going to set some sort of declaration about this for future events. But it never happened, didn't it? It did happen. It knocked Jacob's hip out of socket. The man replied, hey, let me go for it's dawn. Jacob said, I'll not let you go until you bless me. Now, he knew this guy had something to do with the Lord. Well, what's your name? The man asked. Jacob was the reply. It isn't anymore. 
Look at that. There's where the word Israel come from. It's now called Israel. Let's see. Is there, is there Israelites today? Mm -hmm. Why aren't they called the Abramites? It's Israelites. This, wow. Anyway, look at this. The one who has power with God. Well, we don't want to say that. It's all up to the Lord. Oh, brother. You'll be the last one to get any prayers answered. Look at this. Because you've been strong with God, you'll prevail with men. What's your name? Jacob asked him. Nah, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, that's the reason for that. Anyway. And he blessed him there. Jacob named the place Peniel, the face of God. So you, well, the face of an angel. He knew who he was wrestling with. He said, I've seen God face to face, and yet my life is spared. Moses did the same thing. Seventy of the elders seen the same thing. See, there's a difference between the glory of God, which you see in Revelation chapter 4. It is just emanating. And then Jesus, remember Jesus, before he went to the cross, he said, Lord, <clears throat> glorify me with the glory that I had. Remember, he also on the Mount of Transfiguration, his clothes started shining and all that kind of stuff. Okay, but anyway, look at this. Look at this. The sun arose, and he started out, but he was limping <laughs> because of his hip. Now, look at this. This is such a funny book. None of this stuff is real. Well, excuse me? What's this phrase for? That's why even today the people of Israel don't eat the meat from near the hip in memory of what happened that night. That's fake. Never happened. Yeah, it did. All right, here we go. I got to hurry. Then in the far distance, uh-oh, here comes the army. He saw Esau coming with 400 men. Jacob had now arranged his family in a column with two concubines and their children of the head, Leah and her children next, Rachel and Joseph last. Then look what happened to this guy. I'm going out front. He got out front, didn't he? As he approached his brother, he bowed low seven times. You've seen this. <laughs> his brother's like, what the devil are you doing that for? As he approached his brother, he bowed low seven times. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him affectionately and killed him. No, no, wait, hold on. No, he, he ran to meet him, embraced him affectionately, kissed him, and both of them were in tears. Oh, God. Praise the Lord. Can you not win? Of course you can. You're always going to win. Esau says, Hey, where all these people come from? Jacob says, man, these are mine. Now, I want to say, we're going to stop. I'm not going to go through the whole chapter. Watch this. Next came Leah with her children. And finally, Rachel and Joseph came and, and made bows. And he, <laughs> Esau says this. He says, what's all those flocks and herds as I came? Esau exclaimed. Look at this. And Jacob said, well, they're a gift to curry your favor. <laughs> Look what he says. Brother, I have plenty. Now, why did he have plenty? Trust me, he was still a descendant of, of Abraham. And the descendants of Esau are the Edomites. And God would not let Moses and the Israelites beat up the Edomites when they went into the Holy Land. Leave them alone, because they are descendants of your brother Esau. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, I, well, we can't lose. Hallelujah. But we can trust. And so we give our trust to you. We expect you to help us today. Lord, if we're not feeling good in our body, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. All this vast group of people left and didn't say anything about people being sick of their stomach or nothing. You must have took care of that. Any kind of health problem. Same thing's true financially. It doesn't matter what we're touching. It's supposed to turn to gold according to you. Praise the Lord. Father, if it's just something else, we've got some sort of problem on the horizon. Oh, my goodness. Just like maybe Esau, gonna, I mean, uh, Jacob going to see his brother. But we're not worried. Praise the Lord. You'll take care of that. And that doesn't leave anything left for us to tell us, tell others about the great things you've done for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we better stop. Hey, we did good. It went 35 minutes. Okay. Let me, let me do it on my and then we'll...